Hey there, ProSide small group leaders and coaches. Welcome to another leadership group discussion, our monthly leadership group guide. Uh, and I just want to, again, thank you so much for all that you do as small group leaders and coaches, helping to shepherd our people and love them and uh, disciple into the into the image of Jesus. I'm here with Pastor Alfredo. Yes, man. How's it going, man? All right, Pastor awesome. Billy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, last month uh, we uh, started the conversation about establishing tripods. And um, I know that's going to be an ongoing process. It's a work in progress and as we continue to develop the tripods in our group so that they can be healthy and thrive what's helpful as pastor coach and i were talking is to think of our small groups in terms of seasons yes and while we're developing our tripods and moving towards greater health and growth uh, it's helpful to think about the seasons of of life and the seasons of our small group life and how those things flow together uh, to build healthy small groups and so this month we want to go over four seasons in the small groups uh, life and this can all be found in our L2L book, which could be found on our website if you want to go back and reference it, but it'll also be uh, in the notes there for you to look at and download. And the four seasons that we want to talk about here yes. are the gathering season, the reaching season, the establishing season, and the reproducing season. And we're going to go through each of these four uh, a little bit more in detail, but it's helpful to think about group life in seasons. You know, oftentimes we just think of it as this, you know, we just meet every week. That's right, all we do, right? right? That's true. But in yeah. reality is there are different seasons and we need to know what season our group is in so that we can lead it appropriately yes. and so that we can grow into all that God has for that group. And so uh, the first season is the gathering season. And in this initial phase is where the group or the tripod is established <clears throat> and consistent relational discipleship begins. It's usually where we're establishing the core or the tripod, like right. we talked about last month. Yes. Ideally, you do that right up front. Uh, I know some of us are retrofitting tripods yeah. into our existing groups, and that's okay. Uh, but initially, ideally, you'd want to do that up front. Establish the core, establish the tripod. Letter B, choose a location that best facilitates focused discussion and outreach. And, you know, that's really important because, you know, we want to make sure that the, the environment is safe as such that yes. people can process and be open and not overly distracted but at the same time conducive for outreach mm. and if and because if it's you know in a closed place where pe people can't come where they'll feel new people may feel uncomfortable we need to think about that because yes. we want relational discipleship but we also want outreach to happen in our groups letter c begin meeting weekly and i think this is key weekly to go over the small group discussion guide for relational discipleship the consistency of weekly meetings gives regularity and, and uh, makes it able to, people can expect what's going to come so that uh, we can build momentum and grow through that. And of course, using the small group discussion guide is standard in all of our small groups. And then letter D, develop a list of unreached friends and family members and begin praying over them and making connections. We never want our small groups to be just us for no more, even in the gathering phase. Yes. We're starting to think about the people that God's called us to reach out to, praying for them and beginning to make these connections. Coach, anything, yeah. anything you, you know, want to highlight I, I, from this yeah, phase? I really think, you know, when you're starting a group and you're gathering and, you know, with the tripod, uh, the core, but you always have the mindset that, you know, uh, it might be uh, a friend or a co-worker or a family member you want to you wanna invite, you mm -hmm. want to get them mm -hmm. as we gather. Most time, people like to start in something new. Yeah. And, you know, you don't it's have true. to say, don't, don't use the word Bible study, but it's like a gathering that will, you know, we'll have a discussion and, and look at ways we can apply our lives, you know, with the Word of God. Uh, but I, I think the gathering stage is very important, the beginning. And don't get discouraged. Maybe you might have three or four. But as you constantly look, 
look at praying for your family members and, and friends and coworkers, you start seeing the Lord start adding people to the group. Yeah. You brought up a really uh, important point that I want to highlight, because one of the unique things about the way that we do small groups, right, yeah. Coach, is we expect outreach to happen in our small yes, groups. Yes, yes. Uh, not, not denigrating any other ways people do it, but a lot of times small group culture can be just for Christians, the us for and no more oh, mentality, right? You right, right. used, used to call them puddle huddles, you know, yeah, we don't yeah. want to puddle, you know, kind of a deal. Yeah. But we want it to be where new people can flow in and out. And setting that expectation right at the beginning in the right. gathering phase right. is so important, right? Yes. That, hey, we, we're here to reach out to our, our friends and our loved ones. Do you yes. want to comment on that? Yeah, because sometimes, you know, like groups, um, we, we want them to be out in public, right? Like I, my group meets at KFC. We, so every Tuesday night, I know I have KFC chicken. But <laughs> it's a place where you can invite people and they feel comfortable. Yeah. Because if you have it at your home, sometimes they have a hard time mm -hmm. finding your place and, and they don't feel safe. But it's in true. a public area. And I, so I think that uh, choosing the location is very important. And it depends yeah. on the season and the life of your yeah. group. Like for my groups, we have little kids. So right. oh, yes. KFC yeah. might not be the yeah. best place. <laughs> um, um, so, you know, you're thinking about kind of the season of your life of your group. Yeah. But I think the key here is is already from the very beginning, the onset, right. we're already thinking about our friends and our family that yes, we want to reach yes, out to. Yeah. It's not, again, just us for right, no right, more. Right, right. We're thinking about that and laying that down as a foundation. Yes, that's really at important. At the very beginning is really yeah, important. Got that. Yeah, the second phase <clears throat> that we look at here is the reaching phase. Yeah. Once the group is established, group members should begin reaching out to others through relational evangelism. So we've gathered the tripod, right. and now we're starting to actively reach out. Uh, first point there, begin intentionally reaching out to seekers, former attenders, yes. and attenders that may come to church but are not yet in small group. That's so true. And encourage one another to practice relational evangelism, right? Going out to your friends and your neighbors, your, your, you know, and, and loving them. Uh, plan monthly outreach gatherings mm. to include seekers that individuals are reaching out to. Monthly, you know, it doesn't have to, we're not super pedantic on that, but right, a regular right. type of a, a moment where seekers can come. Right. Um, and then letter D, once seekers are open, and members can utilize discipleship tools for one-to-one -one evangelism, like the one-to-one -one book, Purpose Driven Life, Purple Book. And when people are ready, invite them to the group. You want to yes. comment on the you reaching know, like phase? Just the first a, letter A, reaching out uh, to seekers and former attenders, uh, or even people in church that are not in small group. You can cut our service in half. And, you know, mostly, like, you know, half is probably not in small groups. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. just uh, fishing around the service, I've, I've caught a lot of people sometimes at the restroom and, uh, you know, just standing in line and, and talking with people, but uh, just trying to engage people at the service. So if you have a group and you have the core you established but you haven't reached new people yep. maybe start right after the service or before the service yeah. and look for people around yeah. and you know what I love about that is yeah. it just creates a much more friendly welcoming yes. environment at our church when we're engaging with new people yes. one of the things that I always say is if they're new to you they may be new Yes. so just go introduce yourself to yeah. them and, and maybe you invite them to your small group but but um, being intentionally thinking about reaching I think right, that's right. so key and you know the reason why we put the the one to one book Purpose Driven Life in this section yeah. Yes. Is sometimes those are great evangelistic tools, yes, right? Yes. They may not be ready to come to your group yet, right, right. Um, but let's say you're reaching out to a coworker yes. and they, they're moderately open. Hey, let's go over the purpose-driven life. Yeah. New York Times bestseller talks about purpose, right, right. but it leads to the gospel. I mean, it's, it's very gospel-centered in that book. And maybe you start doing that with them in the lunchroom yeah. or after work yeah. before inviting them to the group. Because right, a lot right. of people, I mean, I, I, would, I would be very challenged to come join a group of yeah, you people that have people. been meeting right, together right, forever. Right, right. But I'll meet with you over... Yeah, yes coffee and purpose-driven life. So that's why it's in the reaching phase. 
yeah. but starting to condition our, our members that this is a very important yeah. season we need to lean into. You know, if you can do this, uh, like I, I, used to, I used to do it. I probably need to do it more again. Like, you know, you meet with a new person 30 minutes before the group. Yes. And you're talking to them, you know, whether one-to-one or, you know, you're going through the purpose purpose-driven life book and then you, they, they'll see the group assemble right. come together they'll start asking you that's questions right. about the group and then you can gently walk them right, right in we used to call it the bank shot yes. right you you go one to one to your bank or right into the yep. small group yeah. I've done, I done that many times <laughs> hey we're going to meet for purpose-driven right, life right, we're right. going to meet 5.30 yeah. at this specific location yes. knowing that my group's going to come in right. at like 6.15 right, and start right, right. fellowshipping and they kind of casually meet you know yes. and they say hey do you want to join us and that's happened yes, more often yes. than not and so I love that bank <laughs> yeah. shot principle um, but yeah we definitely need to be thinking reaching and it's not right. just the leader it's not just the tripod that's yes, doing the reaching yes. we want to get everyone Everybody. in the group to do the reaching right, right. and so understanding this season uh, number three is the establishing season as new believers join the group they need to be established in the faith with biblical right. foundations this is so key yeah. ensure that each new believer has been established through the one-to-one uh, discipleship resources as appropriate again one-to-one purpose driven life purple book are our primary resources right ensure that each new believer has been through pro sides discipleship classes oh that's so important um, growth track discipleship <laughs> yeah. track freedom weekend i mean those are so uh necessary and then let her see grow through uh spiritual or through relational discipleship and weekly small groups using the small group discussion guide and the discipleship resources and classes that we have uh you want to say anything about this yeah you know season? possibility a lot of times we're reaching and we're always reaching new people mm-hmm. uh you know but when you have a lot of new people in your group now we need to establish them. Yeah. And then I find that there, there are groups that they like to reach and they're getting bigger, but they're not establishing mm. them in the faith. And, and uh, you, know, they, they, you know, we are known as, it doesn't say that if the storms come, when the storm right. comes. And so if we don't establish them, they're one storm from not being with us. So we have to establish them mm. in the biblical uh, truths and, and, and have a foundation. So if your group is big, you got a lot of new people, then you have to go into the establishing mm-hmm. phase of your season and making sure that you're walking them through the discipleship track, through the growth track, and just growing in their faith. Yeah. You know, my Thursday night group, we, I think we're in that establishing season. We went through a pretty quick season of growth. People were inviting people, right, and the right. group was growing. We went from like six, average of six last year. Now we've been having like 11, 12 oh, every week. Great. Yeah. So like last, uh, this past week, we broke up, we, last few weeks actually, we've been breaking up into three separate clusters, which is great. We're right. Yeah. new leaders and all that but i realized man i got to make sure all these guys have biblical foundations yes, yes. Um, and so i was talking to my tripod about hey we got to make sure that they're going through our materials going through our classes right. and so that's definitely the season that we're in so thank you uh, thank yeah. you for highlighting that and i do want to say here you know these seasons that we're talking about aren't mutually exclusive in right, other words right, like right. you could be in more than one like there could be some guys in the establishing season it's so true and yeah, there's some yeah, guys that need yeah. to be reaching you know right. so it's not like okay i'm only in this season and yeah, this is yeah. all i'm gonna do but it does help to think in terms of this so um anyway and then the last season reproducing as the group grows preparations must be made to reproduce and multiply right and again we hopefully are thinking this from the very beginning yes. that reproducing is coming uh groups that don't multiply will get stuck oh that's key coach you gotta say something yes, about that yes, later on but yeah. they will get stuck and we've seen this over the years right. if groups don't multiply it ends up shrinking back down right yes. and so groups can begin reproducing by clustering 
We talked about that before. Starting extensions yes. or planting or through planting a new small group. Right. And so step one in this is clustering, right? Breaking up a larger group right. into smaller clusters of three to five people led by members of the tripod. Clustering maintains the relational connection between group members because you're all in the same place. Yes. You can hang out and talk before and after. Yeah. But it divides the group into smaller circles for greater relational connection and deeper processing. And this is so key. You know, we, we talk about just group dynamics that it's hard to have a conversation Yes. with more than five people. In right. fact, one researcher found that the ideal conversation size is between four four to five people. Exactly. Yes. I, I actually love conversations of three to four. Yes, yes. I mean, once you hit five, it gets a little little hard to navigate. And again, one of the reasons why we want to talk about clustering is that it makes it easy to lead. Like right, almost right. anyone can lead a conversation with so two other people, but right. you add three or four more, it's hard. It takes a lot of skill. So it helps enable more people to lead, but it also just makes it a much better conversational right, experience right. where yeah. we can experience, as I've said before, being known and loved, which is yeah. where real transformation yeah. comes from. So we start with clustering. And then step two is where we move into the extensions and the mm, plants, right. right? As clusters gain traction, they can move to different locations and times yeah. to best suit the group's needs. This is called an extension group. Yeah. Or when one group branches out into another location or time, it's extending out from the original group. That's right. Or planting a new group. And the cutting of this umbilical cord, in quotation marks, is necessary for the new facilitator to grow in faith and leadership and to feel empowered. The new group can then develop a new tripod, multiplying even more leaders. And so, just real quick, I want to differentiate between extension and a plant. An right. extension is where a group moves uh, to another time location from the original group, yes. but does not have an established tripod, and that's the key. That is it good. retains, it stays under the leadership of the original group, right. doesn't yet have a tripod. Right. And this this can happen if like someone's job schedule changes, or, yeah. the, or the location that you've been meeting at is just too full, we got to go someplace else, or, or something to that nature. Maybe you're reaching out to someone in town, yes, but yes. you all live in Kapolei, yeah. so maybe three guys go out to town or something like that. That would be an extension. Right. So the original group leader still covers that group and stays connected to that group. And different to, to that is a plant, and that happens when a new group moves to a different time location, but has a fully functional a tripod. tripod. Yes. It has its own yeah. leadership entity. It is no longer yeah. under the original group's leadership coverage. I know I said a lot there. You can go back and read it, right. um, but reproducing is so important. Yeah. Coach, you want to comment you know, yeah. on that? You know, groups, when you're being you know, in establishing a season and you get them growing spiritually in their walk with God, what happened at some point, you have to get them to the place of... Uh, of a vision of, of uh, extending yes. out and reproducing is really important. So I like what you said earlier. They have a vision that you know we're going to reproduce another group mm -hmm. up ahead, mm -hmm. so they know that that's the vision. Because if not, after a while we just go around in circles. And I find that as, even as you establish them, if they don't have a vision to grow and reproduce, then the group starts to shrink, yeah. and you get stuck. And people get more critical because they're not living the mission of expanding the kingdom of God by reproducing a group into another group. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I mean, that, and, and so utilizing these different strategies, like for example, my Thursday night group several right. years ago, we started clustering and then several guys had their job schedules right, changed. Right, they couldn't right. meet at night. So I said, yeah. why don't we do a morning group? Because yeah. they, they, they were able in the morning. So we did a morning group. I considered that an extension. It yes. was still under my leadership, right, under right. the original tripod. But as that group began to develop an identity, now it's in its own group because yeah. it has its own set tripod right. separate from the Thursday night. And so now we're thinking about doing, I'm looking at what to do with this Thursday night because I got like 12 guys yes, coming. Yeah. Right now we're in the clustering phase, not yet into an extension or a plant. Yeah. 
But just kind of thinking about that in seasons. Yes. And I found for myself just how helpful it is to think through these to, yeah, phases. Yeah, to see it, yeah. And where could this become and where yeah. could it go next and yeah. how to strategically do yeah. that. But like you said, I love what you said. Starting from the beginning, we got to be thinking, reproducing. Right. Yeah, so there's a, you know, a group in, in Highlands where uh, they, they actually was growing really big. Then they begin to cluster. But as they begin to establish the tripod, then we can go from an extension to a place of uh, actually planting that. Mm -hmm. So that they're in that phase right now. Yeah. But I, I love the fact that, you know, this leader, which is my sister Frida, yeah. actually, they already put it up front in the beginning that we're not just here just gathering. Yep. We're going to actually, we're going to extend. Yes. We're going to actually plant another small group. So that's, you got to be, that got to be up front. That's really in the great. Beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why starting from the very beginning, going back to gathering, yeah. already starting to develop a list. I like what you said, is yeah. already even putting in the mentality that, hey, right. we want to grow and multiply yes. this group eventually. So, you know, leaders, there's a lot to think about this month. Um, here's what, a couple of questions. Uh, you know, what season do you feel most reflects uh, your group right now? Where are you? You know, <laughs> where's your group at? Yeah. What practical steps can you apply from this lesson yes. in this season of your group's life? Um, and talk about that, you know. And you may say, I'm in a couple of seasons. We were reaching, but I got <laughs> yeah. guys I got established. Totally fine. Like I yeah. said, they're not mutually exclusive. I think these things overlap. Or even while you're establishing, you might say, I got to extend. So I'm yeah. kind of in between establishing and reproducing. <laughs> these great. things will overlap. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't let's not, don't be too rigid in boxing, uh, over compartmentalizing. But what season do you feel your group reflects? And talk about that. What practical steps can you apply? And then secondly, what challenges are you facing as a leader? Because as we know, as we move through different seasons in the yes. life of the group, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on. Take time to pray for one another over these areas of challenge. You know, yeah. one of the things as leaders, you know, almost no one can understand what we're going through except other leaders. Right. And so when we get together in our LGs, that's one of the goals, that we can encourage one another, kind of commiserate yeah. with one of share yeah, scars, yeah, look at, yeah, you know, yeah, this is what yeah. I'm going through. But also pray for one another because that's, we need to uphold one another. We're all in this together, building the kingdom of God together. So make sure we take time to pray for one another. Uh, in these challenges. Any last words, Coach, you know, before we sign I just want to say, off? don't get discouraged. Just keep uh, pressing on and be faithful in the season that you're at. And let me tell you what, God will begin to add people. You, As you're praying, you'll connect with people and your group will begin to grow. So I've been in groups where I've been stuck for a while, yep. but you'll be faithful and then there's breakthroughs. So, so hang in there. We're praying for you and we know you can do it. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> Leaders, I want to remind us that on September the 9th, we're going to have a small group celebration gathering all together, all of our Pearlside congregations. And uh, I want to just tell you, save the date on that. Uh, we're going to encourage one another, celebrate what God's done and is doing together and have some good food, right, Coach? And right. Uh, just have a great time <laughs> yes. uh, fellowshipping, encouraging one another with vision and, uh, and just with each other's presence. So save the date, September the 9th, and we look forward to seeing you there. Like we said, we said a lot today. There's all going to be notes you can download and please follow along and, and, and talk about it in your LG meetings and with your LG pastors and coaches. And uh, let's continue to grow as leaders and continue to love God's people together. I just want to again say thank you uh, to all that you guys do. I mean, it's so important yes. building the kingdom of God together in relational discipleship. It's a lot of work. But at the end of the day, we can make a great difference in people's lives. So thank you for your investment in the kingdom of God. And may the Lord bless you tremendously as you do. God bless you. Thank you, leaders. Amen.